0: scab for the bosses don't listen to their lies poor folks having got a chance less we organize Which side all right and uh auditioning with? for woman who has smoked for 30 want? years um we have phoebe i i don't know i i guess we our last names are out there but it's fine we have phoebe
1: I never should have smoked that first cigarette.
0: Uh it's remarks, y'all.
1: Yeah, what's up, guys? Um, my voice is gone, but I'm here, and it's—I think it's like intelligible. You can like understand what I'm saying. So it's
0: kind of smoky. It's kind of raspy. Thank you. A little yeah. jazzy out. W- yeah, would say, you know? jazz club. Exactly. Yeah, it's giving. Um, I mean, it is. It's giving like you know chain smoker in like the mm-hmm. 1960s i'll
1: take it yeah yeah, yeah i like that mm-hmm. someone said i sounded like emma stone
0: <laughs> yeah i guess a little bit yeah. she
1: has like that weird little like
0: rasp to her voice yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. no i feel that yeah absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so big big news big update in my life yes um i did in fact purchase a pair of heelys today
1: Oh my fucking God. I know.
0: I know. I don't know. I was just talking with a uh, a coworker about Healy's, and um the spirit kinda overtook me. Yeah. I was browsing the Healy's website and I was like,
1: you know what? Why not?
0: Why the fuck not? And honestly I was kinda surprised. They're like they were like sixty dollars. Oh. I kinda figured cool. for like an adult Healy shoe Yeah. It would be like in the bucks. hundreds you know but like that's like cheaper than like a new pair of vans like that is yeah i was like very surprised actually
1: huh
0: yeah so i'm uh, i'm gonna be the proud owner yeah. of some heelys in like five to seven business well days, i can't so. wait to see
1: you healy all around town
0: <sighs> oh yeah oh yeah i'm gonna Heely be up
1: to the fucking podcast that's
0: yeah i know you catch me healing everywhere i go <laughs> like not gonna be where
1: perfect timing too summertime just healy all around the town
0: just why walk when you can roll. As they say. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. Yes. Oh, we should all uh, get like matching pairs oh, oh, and yeah. be like a gang like a rolling Healy around gang. downtown. Yeah. We could right? all wear
0: leather jackets and like
1: Yes. And snap. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm Taylor, by the way.
1: I'm Phoebe. And this is our podcast mm-hmm. called Remarks. We talk about things. We do. And that thing
0: those things today are mega churches and yes. or like shitty church shitty rich church people. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um do you want me to take it away?
1: Take it away. Sure. Enlighten us.
0: Oh, I would I'd love to.
1: I'll rest up Be my honored. voice, get it ready. <clears throat> exactly.
0: So I am talking about the uh the one the um infaltable really. <laughs> Uh, Joel Osteen
1: Yes Mm -hmm. I literally heard Like an ad on the radio for him the other day I will like Sometimes like my car doesn't connect to my phone Right away Mm -hmm. so it starts playing and they were like You know subscribe to this Sirius XM channel blah 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 Features many people Joel Osteen And I was like oh my fucking god
0: It's yeah it's wild It's
1: everywhere It's everywhere
0: Honestly, and I, I do have to admit something. So, like, I feel like I grew up knowing about Joel Osteen, mm-hmm. like, in kind of a negative way. Cause, you know, the church I grew up in was like, oh, he's, you know, bad and all this stuff. Sure. Uh, however, I did, in fact, think until Year of Our Lord 2023 that his name was Joel Olstein, like, with an L. Oh. I did not realize it was Osteen. So that was a shock. That was a surprise to me. Um,
1: we've all learned a little yeah, something today. It's
0: really the. It's you know, if if we can't if we can't admit our own folly, then yes. um, what can we do? Exactly. You know. Anyway, uh, Joel Scott Osteen was born in Houston, Texas, March 5th, 1963. He was one child of six, born to John Osteen. Who was a uh, Southern Baptist preacher of the Lakewood Church? Joel and I, Joel um, and I assume his other siblings went to Humble High School, and he himself went to Oral Roberts University.
1: Humble High School.
0: Humble High School and Oral Roberts University. Wow. Yeah. No, really big line up there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like first of all, Humble High School sounds like something from like like a babysitters club novel. True. Yeah. Um if anybody is old enough to know what those are, if any of our audience is old enough to know what those are. <laughs> um an oral Roberts. <sighs> oh, uh, are you Robert, dude? <laughs> Damn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah, no for sure. It sounds like it would be the kind of like high school that you'd write into a book to like because it's like really symbolic, you know. It's like oh. Yeah. Like, it'd be, like, Humble High School, but, like, no one there is, like, it's all a bunch of, like, prideful kids, Yes, yes,
1: everybody drives, like, like a Tesla.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, But, yeah, so he studied radio and television, but did not graduate. In 1982, he founded Lakewood Church's television program and produced his father's sermons and spread them out uh, further past just the people who were attending the actual church. I think it's very telling that Joel's background in... uh, and like education was primarily in radio and television because I feel like it really shows like who he is in this story, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. he's he's more he's like an actor, really. Like, right. He's more of like an actor than he is like a preacher, I guess. Yeah. Which, you know, some could argue that's like all preachers are. But yeah, he's definitely like leaning heavily into it. Um, he would continue in this role for 17 years until his father passed away. On January 7th, 1999, Joel preached his first sermon and was appointed lead pastor later that year by a vote from the congregation. So they just loving Joel. Uh, so he somewhat kind of just like inherited his family business, you could say.
1: Mm-hmm. In
0: 2003, the church bought the Compaq Center, which is a like a huge sports stadium, which seats uh, 16,800 people so very large
1: mhm
0: uh when when that and that's at max capacity i should say okay in addition to this many people attending the church uh okay in addition to that many people attending the church to require such large seating sermons are also broadcast to more than 100 countries as of 2008 so potentially more Jesus. nowadays so, yeah, they were, like, really monopolizing the uh, the sermon game, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I did want to pull up a picture of Compact Center really quick. Yes. And just show how fucking big this place is. Kind of
1: live reaction.
0: Live react of the Compact Center. Um, this is a photo. Okay, the quality's kind of ass, <laughs> but I feel like you get the idea.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, it's a stadium. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's massive.
1: That's like Taylor Swift would be performing.
0: Yeah, no, literally. Like, it's fucking huge.
1: Okay. And it's
0: so, like, organized, too, because it's just, like, a church sermon. <laughs> like, it's not, like, a concert where there's, right. like, a fuck ton of people, at like, yeah. standing up. Yeah, it's funny. Anyway, uh, it is said that Osteen memorizes talking points before he uh, performs them in his sermons which I'd say is probably pretty normal for like pastors and public speakers, mm-hmm. but uh, has said that he practices for hours every week before taking the pulpit and preaching to his congregation. Wow. Which seems a little excessive to me, but go off, I suppose. He also listens to recordings of all of his past sermons to figure out how he can do better,
1: I guess. I yeah, don't know. that's a little bit weird, maybe. Yeah,
0: it's almost like... It's almost kind of like, I don't know, like, again, yeah, like a performance. Like you like tape yourself yeah, like singing yeah. or even like doing lines as an actor and being like, oh, let me watch these back and see. You right, know? right. Yeah, it's odd. Osteen has come under fire for many, from many people for his love and positive attitude type preaching. Uh, he is much more of a grace of God kind of preacher rather than like a fire and brimstone type, mm-hmm. which I guess is better but I don't I don't know. It's like it's a scam at the end of the day, either way. But sure. Like I don't know. I guess preaching love and compassion is probably better than like <laughs> you're all gonna die. Like yeah, you know?
1: I mean those that tend to be the uh, types of sermons that I <clears throat> appreciated more when I was a church going individual.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I feel like I I always connected more with the like loving kind of God rather than yeah. the scare yeah. you into being good kind of God. Exactly. Um yeah it's wild uh so Joel Jolie boy and his family uh live in a seventeen thousand square foot mansion Jesus, which as I'm sure you guessed screams humility uh-huh and a life of service uh and it was once estimated to be worth ten point five million dollars
1: good lord yeah
0: i don't and like I don't know that like. To put that into perspective, if you don't mind, how much was your house, Phoebe?
1: $345,000.
0: Yeah. So that's not even a tenth of what yeah. Joel Osteen's house was like cost. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Like, that's
1: bananas. <laughs> that's
0: fucking wild. Yeah. Um, However, Phoebe, you'll be delighted to learn that he doesn't even take a salary for his work as a pastor. Oh, Uh, He does that out of the kindness of his heart Mm -hmm. and buys all of his ridiculously expensive possessions with money from the many books he has written. We'll talk more about his books later. Great. Joel generally tries to stay pretty apolitical, but has gone on record saying that gay people are, and I quote, not God's best. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay
0: yeah he said uh, as most <laughs> preachers do I suppose he said homosexuality is a sin sure. but welcomes them into his church without judgment which uh, I mean it sounds
1: like there's some judgment
0: yeah no it seems like if you're saying not God's best <laughs> not
1: God's best and
0: uh, the, I mean you know I, that line is always so funny where they're like it's a sin and you're the devil but yeah. you can come into our church no judgment yeah
1: I just love, too, how it's like, he's talking about it like, like it's like a musical artist. It's like, oh, yeah, I loved Pink Floyd, but, you know, the wall was not their best work or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you know, I, I love all of God's creatures, but gay people, not God's best yeah,
0: work. Yeah. Oof. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: really flopped on that one. Yeah. God <laughs> flopped.
1: God really flopped on it gay people. Flop.
0: It was a flop, and it was not a slay. <laughs> uh, flop era confirmed. God. What do you have to say for yourself? Um, yeah. So, uh, So yeah. A 2,000-year-old book said gay people are bad, so he thinks gay people bad. bad. Um, now, a lot of uh, conversations and criticism of Osteen stem from actually other Christians and atheists alike uh, in the fact that he preaches what is known as the prosperity gospel, yep. which is, again, kind of what... I was taught growing up when I was uh, raised religious. Mm. Um, I don't know that he would necessarily call it that himself, like, oh, I preach the prosperity gospel, but like, right. that's kind of the term that's been coined for these kind of preachers. The basic idea behind that line of teaching is that God wants people to be rich and to bless them, but they just have to show their faithfulness and generosity to receive those blessings from God. Uh, like God has everything you could ever want just on a string dangling in front of you, <laughs> and you just have to be good enough to get it. Yep. yep. Uh, I don't think I have to explain to you or our lovely listeners why I think that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. And uh, an awful thing to tell somebody who is struggling financially. And especially when you tie the generosity portion into it, and it's like you have to give mm-hmm. your money to a
1: church mm-hmm.
0: to receive the blessings of God, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, so like I remember when I was being raised religious, uh we always would like talk shit on Joel and the kind of <laughs> thinking. Um because uh, you know, not that I believe the Bible, but the Bible does not promise that a life would your life will be easy just because you're like a Christian or whatever. Yeah.
1: You know. I think uh what is it? Job <clears throat> story of Job uh, is yeah, a clear indicator of that. Job, Joby. I feel so bad for that guy.
0: Job, dude.
1: Job. Yeah. Was it job or job?
0: It's job, but it's spelled job. Job. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Phoebe, it's pop quiz time. Okay. Right. Um, how much do you think Joel's net worth is?
1: Okay. Do I have a, like an ABC? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. The house was ten million. I'm gonna say two hundred million dollars.
0: Oof, a little too high there. It is fifty million though.
1: Okay. Damn. Which again
0: I think kinda makes sense because I'm sure the house is a big portion of like his equity. Yes, yes. Um here's one. How much do you think uh the Lakewood church made in the year of
1: 2017? Oh
0: boy. Uh I don't know. Joel doesn't take any salary from his
1: right, church. Right, right. Oh yeah, because he only takes the salary from mm-hmm. the books. Um million.
0: Uh, $89 million. Jesus,
1: fuck. (laughs) Okay.
0: Uh, True or false? Lakewoods Church received COVID relief from the government in the year 2020. Oh, no. And if so, so, how much?
1: (laughs) I'm going to say true. And I'm going to say. A million dollars.
0: $4.4 million. Hell. (laughs) A church that brings in eighty nine million dollars a year doesn't pay taxes. Yep, received four point four million dollars from the government during That's COVID. So fun! It's so fucked up when the leader or the pastor of the church is living in a ten point five million yeah. dollar house. Yeah, it's so fucked up. Yeah,
1: well, and like literally when all of these small businesses like didn't get a fucking yeah. cent. You? Yeah, me. <laughs> many other people like it's just like oh no we ran out of ppp money and it's like oh i wonder where the fuck it went
0: yeah where did all that money go maybe to this fucking fucking... mega (laughs) church which it's so wild because it's like even because like i just i hate how like there's such a weird like double standard with churches where like if it comes to taxes or like regulation they're not businesses but then when it comes to getting free money from the government they get to apply for small business like relief money like what the fuck make up your mind are you a business or are you not like what the fuck i don't know it's fucking crazy i don't know if there was like specific programs for like non-profits or Mm -hmm. you know churches religious Mm -hmm. institutions or whatever but i would be i would be almost certain in saying that i bet other religions that weren't christian religions did not get as much money as The Christian yeah. organizations got yeah. <clears throat> Maybe you could chalk that up to like there being more of them in the United States, but even still, right? I don't know. Uh, Osteen denied taking any assistance, but was later proven false uh, when it came out that he took four point four million, mm-hmm. and it was shown that only uh, and this is overall only about one percent of the church's income in twenty seventeen that eighty nine million went to charitable donations.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Awesome. So I'm sure they, you know, probably paid for the upkeep of their giant fucking yeah. stadium,
1: <laughs> their Taylor Swift Eras Tour sized <laughs> stadium.
0: Oh god, it's fucking crazy. i i We'll post a picture for sure yes. of that stadium. Yes. It's huge. Um. All right. Uh. But before we jump into our next controversy, where things are gonna get a little stormy. Ooh. Uh. A oh, little hint for the keen out there. Uh, <laughs> we're going to take a little break. little ad break ski. A little break skis. Anyway. anyway
1: ads.
0: ads. All right, skis. We're so back.
1: Oh, my God, dude. It's
0: fucking wild how back we are.
1: No, literally. Yeah.
0: I burnt some trash, as I always do, mm-hmm. in the front lawn. Mm-hmm. Um really helped the atmosphere out.
1: Yep. Because, you know. Creating that plastic dome around our planet.
0: Well, I was going to say, it's kind of like, you know, I think of it a lot like cigarettes. Like, who has the strongest lungs? It's people who smoke cigarettes. Because their lungs have to learn to adapt to all the toxins. Right. So think of the atmosphere as like the lungs of the earth.
1: Right. No, exactly. And if you're burning
0: plastic into the atmosphere mm-hmm. it's going to get it just stronger stronger exactly. what doesn't kill you makes you stronger yes kelly as kelly said she knew. yeah truly yeah she no. spelled it out for us she literally <laughs> she gave us the answer
1: <laughs> twinks versus dolls cigarette race
0: <laughs> uh beautiful <laughs>
1: i want all of those people to like do the little asthma test thing mm-hmm. and like see how good they are at breathing
0: yeah no i was how
1: powerful. <laughs>
0: I was surprised at how not good I was. I thought I was good at breathing, yeah, yeah. But you know, it it, it sneaks up on you, <laughs> <laughs> as life does, really. Yes. Um. So, uh, jumping into what I alluded to before the break, yes. Uh, Phoebe, have you ever been in a hurricane?
1: Um. No, but it sounds terrifying. Thank goodness. I'm very you afraid. You never have.
0: Yeah. No, that'd be terrifying. Um. How would you or Yeah, how would you imagine that would be? And where do you think would be a good place to take shelter from the weather?
1: Mm. I mean, I think it would be terrifying, horrible. Obviously, (laughs) things are (laughs) flying around and everything's like breaking, and, uh, you know, shit's fucking flooding and it's disaster, horrible. Um,. I mean, when you said that, given the story, I believe probably this giant fucking convention <laughs> center um, would be a good one at mm-hmm. the Mormons also. Truly. Um,
0: Maybe a stadium that yeah. fits 16,000 people. Yeah, like yeah. a
1: place that's really large and probably can stand up to some pretty like tough weather. You would think. Yeah. Uh.
0: Well, so a lot of people also thought this. In August of 2017... <laughs> When the Lakewood Church did not open its doors to the nearly 606,000 victims of Hurricane Harvey. The next day after being questioned by media as to why the church was closed, Osteen stated that it had always been open. Other church staff stated that the reason it wasn't open was that there was flooding that needed to be taken care of before they could open it. So, first of all, Mm -hmm. stories ain't lining up. Second off, I'm sure there was so much flooding that you figured out in a day. Yeah. Because uh, it was literally the next day when it opened.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, very
0: interesting. <coughs> Pardon.
1: Speak about lungs.
0: <laughs> yeah, talking about lungs over here. <laughs> the Terry on top of the PR nightmare Uh, that was that whole situation is exactly one year later, the mayor of Houston, Sylvester Turner... Proclaimed a day of honor for Lakewood's assistance during the catastrophe. Great. So they got a day of honor for not like opening their doors when they basically got like called out to like not opening it. They were like guilted into it. But they got a a day of honor, so that's good. (laughs) Um, To paraphrase one tweet that was tweeted at the time, it went something like this Lakewood Church isn't open because. All it's a shelter from is taxes. Whoa, <laughs> damn. Oof. Yeah, very well said. I agree. <laughs> um, To pivot to something equally as, uh, well, maybe not equally as terrible, but definitely cringey. Uh, would you like to hear some of the titles of Mr. Osteen's books?
1: Yes, please.
0: Gotcha. So we have uh, probably his most popular one is Your Best Life Now, Seven okay. Stems to li- Living at Your Full Potential, mm. 2004. Mm-hmm. Daily readings from Your Best Life Now. 90 devotions for living at your full potential. So it's like the companion book that came out in 2005. Uh huh. Become a Better You. Seven keys to improving your life every day. 2007.
1: Oh, God. This your is best... like grifty grifterson.
0: It's funny because I have a pretty long list and this isn't even all of them. Oh, Christ. <laughs> your Best Life Begins Each Morning. Devotions to start every new day of the year. 2008. It's your time. Activate your faith. Achieve your dreams and increase, oh, wow. increase in God's favor. Two thousand nine. Which again, weird. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a theologian, but I feel mm-hmm. like the idea of being like God has like favorites or like you can gain yeah. God's favor is like weird, right? Yeah. And that's not what like we were taught when we were you know learning about the Bible.
1: Yeah, like that up. just doesn't. Yeah. Sit
0: well. Uh. So this was two in one year, because also, it's your time, finding favor, restoration, and abundance in your life every day,
1: 2009.
0: Mm. Every day of Friday, how to be happier, seven days a week. Oh, Jesus. I declare, 31 promises to speak over your life, 2012. Breakout. Sorry, it's an explanation point, so it's like, breakout. (gasps) Five keys to go beyond your barriers and live an extraordinary life,
1: 2013. Mm. Mm. Wow. Really pumping them out.
0: (laughs) At least one a year. He has so much advice to give. You can, you will. Eight undeniable qualities of a winner. 2014. (laughs) Okay. Fresh start. The new you begins today. 2015. The power of I am. Two words that will change your life today. 2015.
1: Okay.
0: Think better, live better. A victorious life begins in your mind. 2016. Jesus. Jesus. Blessed in darkness how all things are working for your good 2017 Empty out the negative 2017 Next level thinking 10 powerful thoughts for a successful and abundant life 2018 uh-huh. Uh-huh. The power of favor the force that will take you where you where you can't go on your own 2019
1: It's like I mean yeah, literally he is just cranking out this bullshit. I just
0: feel like if you're putting out this many books this fast, yeah. you can't be like giving the material enough thought. Like even yeah. even by the standards of shitty self-help books, right. like you can't be like really putting a lot of thought into these books if you're writing them this fast. No. Like it's fucking crazy. No. Part of me almost thinks that someone else is probably like he's having other people write them it and just putting be. his name on them. It must
1: like, be. And I'm sure it's the easiest book, like the easiest ghostwriting job you've ever fucking gotten because you're just like, you know, wake up each morning and have a positive attitude. (laughs) Like, I'm sure it's this kind of like, uh, yeah, just this fucking bullshit that's like uh, these like inspirational Instagram quotes Mm -hmm. of like, you know, affirmations and shit like that.
0: Literally copy and pasted and like reworded from like every other thing that's ever like every other fucking self help book that's exactly, ever like listed. Like exactly. How many times do you have to tell me to like wake up earlier and like take time to breathe? Like yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's just like yeah, like, it's always the same.
1: You know, create a list of things you're grateful for in your life.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, a few more. Do the it. abundance mind, the abundance mindset. Sorry, success starts here. Twenty twenty. Peaceful on purpose. The power to remain calm, strong, and confident in every season. 2021. Mm. You are stronger than you think. Unleash the power to go bigger, go bold, and go beyond what limits you. Mm. 2021. Mm -hmm. Rule your day. Six keys to maximizing your success and accelerating your dreams. 2022. Your greater is coming. Discover the path to your bigger, better, and brighter future. 2022. And... I think what I would say is the real kicker on top of this is mm-hmm. when I was looking up Joel Osteen's books. Books. Um there was one that popped up. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Okay. So when I type in Joel Osteen book, uh-huh it has uh the first thing that pops up is Your Best Life Now for Moms. Oh which seems like a weird <laughs> thing for Joel Osteen to be publishing, yeah. you know? Like Yeah.
1: Like, what would you
0: know? You're not a mom, like, <laughs> you know? Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, it's, uh, I don't know. Nothing really, like, proves how big of a grifter he is, but, like, reading that list and just being yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. like,
1: When it's the fact that he's producing, like, two to three books a year, That have like almost every single title is exactly the same.
0: It's almost like, it's almost feels like, like I well, not even almost feels like I know for a fact like you're not meant to see these books listed out like they are right here on my computer. You're supposed to like glance by one of these at a bookstore, like like, I want to make my life better now. Yeah, you're like that sounds really nice, and it's got this nice long like kind of inspirationally title and Uh like. You know, it's got a number on it, so you're like, "Whoa, it's only six steps. How can that be?"
1: Exactly. Like,
0: you're not supposed to see how many he's publishing. You're just supposed right. to see that one on the counter right. or on the shelf and buy it. Like, because I
1: feel like otherwise, and I mean, I'm sure there's people that are like Joel Osteen fans that are like yeah. sitting there being like, "Oh my god, I can't wait for the next one," you know. But <laughs> I feel like otherwise. You're going to be like, how the fuck does this guy have this much fucking advice to give True. in like like four times a year? Really? You have well, that much like <laughs> life altering fucking advice.
0: And also it's like if if your books worked, like because most of these are, are like saying the same thing, like you're going to yeah. get like better your life. Like wouldn't there be a point like why would you need to put out so many? Like wouldn't, yeah. you, like, wouldn't they work and then no one would need another Just, book? Like, one book should be enough. Yeah, like if you're giving Joel. them the secrets to life, like. <laughs> Fucking Joel. Mr. Osteen. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's <laughs> I was losing my mind. Uh in July of twenty twenty one, Joel's Ferrari was posted oh, online. God. Uh which brought some controversy to him, as it usually does. Uh kind of the same thing though, people just saying, like, Why the fuck are you driving a three hundred thousand dollar Ferrari
1: Christ? Yeah. <laughs> it's a car or
0: it's a car that costs more than a lot of people's homes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, again, I mean, and and like I don't want to, because like Joel Osteen, to uh, religious people's credit, I suppose there are a lot of Christians who don't like Joel Osteen. Sure, Joel Joel Osteen. Um, so yeah. Uh, The Christian Post interviewed Osteen in 2013 about why he doesn't take a salary and he stated, not everybody can do that. It's not practical, Osteen said, but for us, it was important to me because I don't need to and I think it's important to because being in the public eye there's a lot of scrutiny and people think well he's just doing it for the money. This way I can say I don't do any of this for the money. God has blessed us in other ways. It's really part of my message in that you honor god and you stay faithful you don't know where god's going to take you Mm. i don't tell people that god's going to make them rich but you don't know how god's going to bless you Mm. so you
1: just have you just you you never know
0: you never know i mean you could give me money and you never know what god's gonna do buy my books and you never know what god's gonna do right
1: well it's also just like okay i'm sure you're fucking using the company credit card to book you know private jets for your travels and you know five-star hotels and michelin star dinners and fucking shit like oh yeah and you know a company car that's probably pretty damn nice like there's ways to not give yourself a salary, but still benefit still, from the massive amounts oh yeah. of money that your fucking church is making. Yeah. It's like how many... The backs of people you're exploiting.
0: How many dinners have you yeah. had that were like, you know, business dinners? How many... Exactly. Vacations have you taken that were work trips? You know, like it's... Yeah. I, obviously, we don't have all of the like financial records and whatnot, but... Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure there's some of that shit going on. I would be yep. very surprised if there wasn't. Yep. Um, on to some sad stories here, because uh, I was just, you know, kind of looking up the controversies of mm-hmm. of uh, the church Lakewood. Uh, in February of 2010, a volunteer in the church's special needs children's ministry was accused of inappropriate sexual conduct. The church did fire him and told the woman reporting to contact CPS, which is better than most churches. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. Uh,
0: but still begs the question of what kind of background checks are being ran.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, also, t- in for the sake of giving the full story, the man who was fired actually sued Lakewood for not releasing a video that could have exonerated him, according to him.
1: Interesting. So,
0: but the suit was ruled in favor of Lakewood. Huh. So, interesting. Uh, in 2021 recent story, toilet problems in the church required a plumber to remove a wall of one of the bathrooms where he allegedly discovered wads of money and checks oh. that were reported missing in 2014 by Lakewood and all that money was insured interestingly enough however, don't take this one too seriously because the story was told to a radio program so I don't know how like, reliable uh, the source okay. is but allegedly they, you know, hid tough and
1: money in the walls. Yeah,
0: something like that. And I guess it was insured, so they could get more money. I don't know. I don't know yeah, what the that's uh, just a story that was reported. So I don't know what exactly that means. Yeah. Um, and to end us all off today, uh, I wanted to talk about a little silly controversy that I thought was kind of funny. um Joel Osteen's son graduated from the University of Texas. And Joel was photographed with his son doing the signature hook 'em horns, okay that is a common gesture of the school. It's just like the rock, the rock on, and roll rock thing. and roll sign, you know yeah. pinky and pointer finger up uh and he came under fire on the internet for using an <laughs> evil symbol. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> Osteen never commented because it's silly. Yeah, and um, it's like so, devil horns. Yeah, like they're like you. That's a satanic symbol. Oh, like, God. yeah, no, I thought people it was love to funny. call
1: things satanic.
0: True. People on the internet love calling things
1: satanic. Monster energy drinks, for example. <laughs> six six six. Turn it upside down. What do you see? It's one of my favorite videos <laughs> online. <laughs> so
0: funny. Anyway, uh so yeah, I was on his side on that one. Yeah you got me there, Joel Osteen. <laughs> I don't think that you're a Satan worshiper. Because your death's not cool enough.
1: Yeah, that's um, true. Um
0: and uh Finn. Finn. That's uh that's the story thus far of, of yeah. Mr. Osteen. I will and... admit I
1: honestly like I think just because I feel like I've been hearing his name my whole life mm-hmm. when I heard it on the radio the other day, I was like this guy's still alive? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no idea. So,
0: yeah, I mean, let me see. When I wrote it down here, he was born in 1963, so Oh, okay. That would make him what? 60 years old? Something now? like that? Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 60 years old. So, I mean, he's getting up there, but but still kicking. Yeah, still kicking. Yeah. And that Yeah, so he would have been like in his 40s and 50s like when we were younger. Yeah, that so makes sense. He'd have been I like just feel prime. like any
1: anybody's like name that I hear that like i don't know was like a public figure when i was younger mm-hmm. i'm always like oh dead probably right true dead
0: yeah super dead probably <laughs> yeah i know like it was like when fucking gorbachev died i was like yeah gorbachev wasn't dead <laughs> i know i know <laughs> yeah i was like oh yeah like just surprising i guess or
1: like how ted kaczynski died yeah. just the other day and i was like oh oh i just assumed I guess he was
0: he would be in prison yeah yeah and hmm yeah what do you know <laughs> um wow well. You want to take a quick break, skis, and sure. then we can let's jump into it. Phoebe's Phoebe time. Phoebe
1: time. Yeah, let's do it. Dope. Take a break. Rest up. Mm-hmm. Stretch your gams.
0: Stretch stretch those gams. Fuck yeah. Really lean into it. Like, <laughs> Ooh, you know, Now, like feel it burn a little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe start laughing a little bit from the pain.
1: Yeah, some calisthenics while mm-hmm. while we uh, take a quick ad break. Absolutely. Anyway, Uh
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey. We're back again.
1: Back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Backstreet's back. Slim Shady. Yeah. Backstreet's back. Street's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me drink a little water to All right. get myself prepared.
0: <laughs> Everyone pray Yeah. Phoebe's voice.
1: It's better than it's been in days, so hopefully... hopefully um, you're on the up and up. You're it on, sticks with you're me. swinging upwards. Oh, punching yeah. up, if you will. Yes. Okay, so... Tammy Faye Baker. Um, This is a name I'm sure some of us know. Maybe you connect her with her over-the-top makeup. Maybe you connect her with her televangelist work. Or perhaps you connect her with the scandal. Whatever it may be, many of us have heard of Miss Baker, but how many of us know the full story of Miss Tammy Faye? Do you know of Tammy Faye Baker?
0: I have heard Tammy Faye Baker's name, but I am not uh, not familiar with Excellent. the full story.
1: It is quite the wild ride. All right. So Tammy met Jim Baker, her first husband, in 1960 when they were both students at North Central Bible College in Minneapolis. They married a year later and moved to South Carolina to begin spreading the word of God. Of according course. to, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, according to historyhit.com, the couple traveled through America with Jim preaching and Tammy singing and playing the accordion, which is like just.
0: That's beautiful. A really
1: interesting <laughs> instrument choice. What a love story, honestly. I know, truly. Just
0: two lovers, one with his words and one with her accordion mm-hmm. against the world, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh the duo caught the attention of CBN, the Christian Broadcasting Network, and they became some of the founding hosts of the net- network's first show, The 700 Club, in 1966 i don't know if you've ever heard of the 700 club I have. but um that's like one that i swear would always come on like i would wake up like late at night when mm-hmm. the tv was like mm-hmm. left on and yeah. the that would be playing and i would be like what the fuck
0: what the fuck is this yeah <laughs> it's like the it's like the george lopez of like <laughs> yes christian raised <laughs> children <laughs> i don't Excuse know me.
1: exactly So, The 700 Club is one of the first televangelist shows, and it airs to this day. From The 700 Club, Tammy and Jim went on to create their own TV show known by several names. Uh, The Tim and Jim, Jim and Tammy show uh, was also called Come On Over. This was a children's Christian show with songs, story times, and best of all, puppets. Fun. (laughs) Very fun. (laughs) This eventually morphed into one of their largest successes known as the PTL Club, and the PTL stands for Praise the Lord.
0: Damn. That's slit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> PTL Club, brother.
1: Yeah. Praise the Lord, was man. Was it
0: an actual club?
1: Uh No. Ah, I don't think so. I think it was just like join. more of a performance. Well, you would have an opportunity, and I will tell you how. Ooh. So, the show had a sort of a talk show like format. So, different guests would come on. There would be songs, entertainment, sermons, and preaching, and telethons. Ah. Donating during these telethons could make you a PTL partner, as Jim called it. So, you could join the club, and by joining the club, you would give them money. And then now you get to be a partner.
0: I get to be a partner in the PTL club? Yes. I'm praising the Lord praising so hard. Praising the Lord. Damn.
1: Um. One <gasps> of. I found it. <gasps> found what? The PTL Club? Yeah. Oh my god.
0: How do I know if I'm a member? All partners are currently enrolled in any active monthly partnership, including the Count Me In and PTL clubs, are automatic members of this new platform. Ooh. So this is JimBakerShow.com.
1: Oh. Well, there you so, go. Anyway. Um. One of the largest parts of the PTL club was preaching of the prosperity gospel, as Taylor was telling us earlier. Prosperity gospel is basically the idea that wealthiness is close to godliness. And if you pray hard enough, devote enough time and donate enough money, then you too will be blessed by the Lord with your own wealth. Um, And this was also normalized and even glorified by these televangelist preachers who were living in mansions and driving around sports cars. Mm-hmm. It was happening because God wanted it to.
0: What a like slimy ass way to like, I don't know, to just like abuse your power in so many ways. Because yeah. like, not only are you like taking money from people and being like scummy you know right but then you're like using your position of power to like convince people that it's okay
1: yes and yes. like
0: so that you can like be flashy with like how much money you have right and like no one's gonna call you on it because you're like well actually god wants you to be exactly this rich, as rich as i am You. Know? i
1: mean it's like we always say it's a blank check to basically like do yeah. or say whatever you want because you're like well this is what god wants
0: God wants you to be so wealthy. Like,
1: God told me that he wants me to have a, another mm-hmm. summer home, so you should donate more because True. that's yeah. what God wants.
0: God wants you to not be able to afford groceries and have <laughs> to eat cat food so that I can have two private jets. hmm
1: Yeah. And that's, yes, that's God's yeah. will. Uh, so the PTL Club became very successful, probably due mostly to the personality of Tammy Faye. Tammy was quite the sight to see. She had big, teased, bleach blonde hair, heavy eye makeup with huge clumpy lashes, and bright pink lipstick. Trashy in the way that you love, like a la Dolly Parton. Um, is that yes, her? I think that mm,
0: maybe someone different.
1: That maybe is somebody different, I just but look her up. it sure does look. <laughs> Uh, very similar to like her, her, so if that's his new wife, then <laughs> she looks a lot like He's her. has got a type. But, you know, she's got that, like, sort of trashy, but, like, in a comforting way. Mm-hmm. Like, you have, like, that rich aunt who you're kind of like, uh... oh, I love her. Um. So not only was Tammy a sight to behold, much different than your typical mm-hmm. preacher's wife, she was also crossing boundaries with the subjects she would speak about on the show. Tammy was never afraid to speak her mind. She never saw anything as taboo. Quote, John Wigger, a history professor at the University of Missouri, Columbia, wrote the book PTL, The Rise and Fall of Jim and Tammy Baker's Evangelical Empire. That wasn't part of the quote, actually. Sorry, that was me telling you. John Wigger <laughs> was this man who wrote this book. Here's the quote from John Wigger. Quote, a large part of her appeal on the show was that she was so open and unfiltered she said whatever was on her mind, no matter how appropriate, inappropriate, and I think we're just naturally drawn to people that we know are guileless and transparent and vulnerable. You instinctively trust them because, wow, they're going to tell you exactly what they're thinking. And so Tammy would speak on the show about penile implants, talking about drug addicts with compassion, and allowing drug addicts to even come on the show and speak about their struggles with addiction. Wow. Perhaps the biggest moment of Tammy's career was when she invited Steve Peters, a fellow pastor, onto the show in 1985. Steve was openly gay and had been diagnosed with AIDS. And at the height of the AIDS epidemic and the subsequent social justice movements, as well as the regressive backlash, Tammy invited Steve onto the program for a live satellite interview. Quote from Steve says i agreed to the interview right away because i felt that it would be an opportunity for me to reach an audience i would never, never otherwise get to reach about god's love for all people especially lgbt people and people with aids 1985 when the interview happened was a time when there was very little visibility of lgbt people we were busy taking care of those of us who were dying and people who were terrified of AIDS and HIV because they didn't believe the scientists about how it was transmitted, that it was actually difficult to catch. So there was a lot of fear. Her love and compassion and affirmation of me as a gay man with AIDS. There was a point in her interview, which is actually in the new movie, where I said, Jesus loves me just the way I am. Jesus loves the way I love. It really caught her short and she paused for a moment and collected herself And that moment said, it's so important that we as Christians embrace everybody because that's the way it is with Jesus. It was a very emotional moment. And so Tammy is kind of an interesting character because Mm -hmm. she was like quite a champion for like the rights of people who were you typically looked down upon in the Christian community, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, she was doing this exploitation of people that we'll get into. Very. Um,
0: she's kind of camp. I'm looking at pictures of her. She right is now. very camp, right? She almost looks like she's in drag. Yes. <laughs> no, she totally does. And have Did you see the fucking last picture of her? Like when she's on the CNN interview?
1: Um, I don't know if I did. It's
0: fucking jump scare vibes. Oh dude. God,
1: probably. I mean, she was very sick. Oh, yeah, she's she does not, not look good. Looking, and
0: it seems like she's, yeah, battling cancer. She she was, yeah. Uh, that, I know, I saw that and I was like, whoa. Like, yeah. That was, yeah. yeah, she was looking rough at the end there. Lots
1: of makeup right there. Um, <clears throat> and so during this interview, Tammy was kind and compassionate and she gave Steve space to share his story. She called out her fellow Christians to treat LGBT people with compassion and particularly those who had been diagnosed with AIDS. Quote, how sad that we as Christians who are who are to be the salt of the earth, we who are supposed to be able to love everyone are so afraid or are afraid so badly of an AIDS patient that we will not go up and put our arm around them and tell them that we care. And this is, as I was saying, what makes Tammy Faye a complicated character She was a force of the Christian televangelist movement, she took hundreds of thousands of dollars from people in bad faith, she lived an extremely luxurious life, and she drove a religion that was hateful and cruel and manipulative, but she also spoke up for those without a voice in that community. She risked her position and used her power to make a difference, to build a bridge, and especially at that time when it was such a risk to do so. Tammy was a con woman and at times a face for some of the worst parts of Christianity and at other times a face of the best parts of Christianity. And the money was one of the difficult parts. Tammy, along with her husband Jim Baker, collected large sums from their partners during the telethon portions of their show. Mm-hmm. They lived lavishly with fancy sports cars, a large estate, multiple homes, and allegedly an air-conditioned doghouse.
0: Hmm. Wait, so you're... So let me, I just want to make sure I'm understanding. Uh-huh. You're saying that money was maybe like a corrupting factor?
1: Um. Yeah, it yeah. seems to be, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that that's really only this one, because I've never heard that before. I've only ever heard yeah. that like money makes you a really good person. Exactly. And never has like changed, like changed anyone, or like made people yeah. greedy or yeah, no. uncompassionate, like yeah, no. It's really so. just
1: this one story. Yeah, about so that.
0: that's that's why I'm so shocked because I've just never yeah, heard I know of money being that way. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and so, you know, all of these riches made some critics of the PTL Club start referring to it. As standing for pass the loot rather than praise the Lord.
0: Damn, good one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dan Hardister, no, Don Hardister, who was the former PTL security chief, recalls the gifts and money sent from partners. Quote, we had a cash office and at times there was certainly more money in than I could imagine, he said. People would send us mink coats, diamond rings, deeds to houses. I mean, we got all sorts of donations, which is fucking crazy.
0: That's sending the deed of your house to a television yeah. event, like a televangelist?
1: Like that That's just goes wild. to show the sort of like things that like the way that people were being mm-hmm. preached to like and the, the outreach. like manipulation yeah. of, you know, the people who were a part of this program or who were, I mean, watching this program. Uh, The Bakers used funds from PTL partners to open up Heritage Park in South Carolina, which is a 2,300-acre Christian theme park with 500 hotel rooms and a water park. Quote, these facilities included the 501-room Heritage Grand Hotel, the attraction Main Street USA, an indoor shopping complex, the Heritage Village Church, the Upper Room, a 400-unit campground, the Jerusalem Jerusalem Amphitheater, conference facilities, King's Castle, a skating rink, prayer and counseling services, cable television production studios, Bible and evangelism school, visitor, r- vis- visitor retreat housing, staff and volunteer housing, timeshares, and the Heritage Island Park water park. And Jesus. recreational facilities, yeah. So that's so this fucking wild, massive, massive Christian theme park that was like, honestly, at the time it was like akin to like Disney.
0: I was gonna say like it sounds like a like a Disney or a Universal Studios. Totally. Which like, again, is weird because it's like, like it's they're not a they're not a business. They're a like right. a heavy air quotes ministry. You know, like right, like that's I don't know. That's the thing that like gets me about all these like stories is it's like you're you're operating like a business. Like you are expanding like a business, but you're, and it just makes it so much more like scummy because it's like Mm -hmm. you're a business, but you're like operating under the like, this guise of like charity, you know, that like you're not. It's like, I guess at least with fucking mega corporations, like we know that they're like scummy mega corporations and like that's what they do. You're like lying to people and being like, oh, like, We're here to help people and save their souls. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It's fucking weird. And that's the thing,
1: too, is you're, like, playing on people's, like, insecurities and people. I mean, it's people's faith. Like, this is, like, a thing that is extremely personal that, like, makes people do really intense things. And so when you are, like, being... Taking it to this level where you open up a motherfucking Disney-ass theme park, it's like, (laughs) I think you've lost the mark a bit there. Yeah. Um, So this theme park cost $200 million of PTL funds to create. Jim Baker also offered partners the opportunity to donate $1,000 to receive a lifetime partnership, which would allow them an annual three-night stay in the Heritage Grand Hotel. However, these lifetime partnerships became one of the first signs of the bakers' fraud. They sold over 66,000 lifetime partnerships, which was far more than the hotel occupancy could even dream of accommodating. So many lifetime partners never got to reap their rewards. In 1987, Jim Baker was ramping up to continue the spread of their empire when Tammy Faye had a breakdown and the scandal of the bakers began to hit the news. Tammy Faye had been struggling with a prescription pain pill addiction for some time when she had a full breakdown, hallucinating and speaking to herself, allegedly. Mm -hmm. She was soon sent to a drug rehabilitation center and a message aired on PTL Club sharing the sad and scandalous news about Tammy. This alone would have been enough to tarnish the reputation of the Bakers, but the local newspaper took hold of the light being cast on the Bakers and published an expose about Jim Baker's sexual assault of Jessica Hahn, a church employee Jim had known six years ago. Jim had paid Jessica $279,000 in hush money that came straight from the PTL vault. During the trial against Jim Baker, another pastor who Jessica Hahn had also accused of rape, John Wesley Fletcher, told a grand jury that he had been Jim Baker's, quote, male prostitute, which I can't, like, confirm nor deny. I don't, Mm -hmm. that never really went anywhere, but there was all these, like, allegations that, you know, this guy had been his, like, personal male prostitute, I guess, and also that Jim Baker had had, like, sexual relations with men frequently, That's not really important, but it just is kind of like, ooh, scandal.
0: I mean, it's important when, you know, I'm sure, and granted, I mean, they seem like they were better Mm -hmm, towards the LGBTQ mm plus community than some, but like, even still, it's like you're pushing a narrative
1: that
0: commonly believes that, you know, God, like this is a sin and then you're partaking in that behind closed doors, which is- Again, like, the hypocrisy is worth exactly. pointing out. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, like,
1: exactly. The newspaper expose also revealed the financial fraud that the Bakers had been committing. The newspaper article sparked an investigation into PTL's finances, and the findings were enough to indict Jim Baker. Following the reveal of the sexual assault of Jessica Hahn, Jim turned PTL over to his co- colleague, Jerry Falwell, so that he could lay low while the scandal blew over. And Jerry Falwell is another very interesting character a, that could definitely have his own episode. He's a fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for simplicity's sake, he was another televangelist and a minister that had his own limelight. And so after taking over PTL, Jerry soon discovered that they were deeply in debt. Quote, leveraged to the point of collapse, they were bleeding $2 million a month.
0: Holy shit. Yes, on like just the thing like I guess maybe the park and like the things they were buying. Probably, like, yeah. That's fucking wild. Yeah.
1: Like the park and probably like producing new shows yeah. and you know, all of these things. But that's a fuck ton of money.
0: That's like an amount that's like an amount of money that some people will never make in their entire life. Exactly. And yeah. they were hemorrhaging that like a month. A month. That's fucking wild. I know.
1: Uh, the investigation of PTL finances found that, quote, at one point, the Baker's vast portfolio included several homes, a private jet, two Rolls Royces, a Mercedes Benz, expensive clothes and an air conditioned doghouse. <laughs> yeah,
0: air conditioned doghouse is wild. I know it's
1: just like it's just like I feel like that extra piece that you're just like, this is so fucking absurd. Yeah, like, like it's- this is like absurd wealth
0: yeah it's it's fuck you money like yes it's sure. fuck you money because there's like rich and then there's like fuck you <laughs> money where it's like you don't have to you're not and i don't know again like they were obviously heavily in debt and it caught up with them but like again there's like a point where you're just like you're so rich that like you don't have to live in reality anymore exactly you know? like exactly the the world doesn't exist to you like all that right. exists is money Like right
1: yes Um, so jim baker was indicted in 1988 on eight counts of mail fraud 15 counts of wire fraud and one count of conspiracy tammy faye was never indicted on any charges related to the ptl fraud which had many viewers donors and the general public wondering how could she not have known tammy faye was living the luxurious lifestyle wearing fur coats and flashy rings and enjoying her estates and sports cars during the trial, one of the witnesses called to stand, Steve Nelson, who had been collecting data on the Lifetime Partnerships, fainted during his testimony. <clears throat> Jim Baker was convinced that Steve had died on the stand and actually said something along the lines of, like, the Lord is, like, taking his life.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> uh
1: the following yeah, day, Jim Baker had a psychological breakdown and was hallucinating that quote the reporters outside the courtroom looked to him like giant bugs.
0: <laughs> yeah. Interest I no no comment. Yeah. I so I mean, I just
1: added that because I was just like really Of course like the trial him. was a
0: <laughs>
1: It's like of course the trial was like such a fucking clown show, you know? Yeah. Like it's like this guy is like fainting on this on the like podium or whatever and jim baker is like god has taken this man's life and then jim baker is like having a psychological breakdown and hallucinating giant bugs so
0: again i feel like they're like they're showmen like they're not even especially with again like joel osteen and like these these folks the bakers like when you're like a when you're like a tv preacher i feel like you're like more of a of a actor than you are exactly like a preacher, you know
1: yes yes like you you must have less like actual faith in what you're saying
0: i i don't know maybe not like maybe you have just as much faith but i feel like you, you just have to have like a certain charisma that like makes you good for tv mm-hmm. and i feel like yeah everything it's like very dramatic all the time I yes
1: don't know. <laughs> yes um quote he was curled up underneath his attorney's couch I think the weight of that trial and the weight of everything that he had done, good and bad, just crushed him. Jim was committed to a psychiatric ward for six days. Once released, Jim returned to the court to be found guilty on 24 counts of mail fraud, wire fraud, and conspiracy, and was sentenced to 45 years in prison and to pay a $500,000 fine. In 1991, Jim's sentence was reduced to eight years on Jim's claim that the sentence did not match the crimes. And Jim served five years before being released on parole. That's so
0: fucking insane. Yeah, five years for however many counts of everything he fucking got charged yeah, for. Yeah, like
1: like a long. And I mean, that's not even like including the sexual assault. Yeah,
0: that's. I mean, I guess that's the fucking eighties and nineties, right? When, when yeah. did this? happen or when was the court case
1: um the court case was uh 18 not 18 <laughs> 1988 yeah
0: that makes that sense. what it was
1: i believe that's what it was 1988 and then in 91 uh, his yeah. sentence was reduced it's wild yes so what became of miss tammy faye baker Tammy filed for divorce while Jim Baker was still serving his prison sentence. She quickly remarried to Roe Mesner, who was the contractor who had worked on the Christian theme park Heritage USA. Um, unfortunately for Tammy, Mesner also ended up serving prison time because of his connection to all of the <laughs> shit. Uh, he was sentenced to 27 months in federal prison for bankruptcy fraud involved with PTL. So she knows how to pick him. Um, while Roe was serving his prison sentence, Tammy was diagnosed with colon cancer. Mm -hmm. She struggled for 11 years before dying of lung cancer in 2007. During that 11 years, Tammy was closely followed by the public and went on to make myriads of television appearances, including appearing on a VH1 show called The Surreal Life, which was similar to the real world, but featured like a mixed bag of celebrity housemates. Mm. And so... Tammy's season featured Tracy B- Bingham, who was the star of Baywatch, Trishel Cantonella, who was a Playboy model, porn star Ron Jeremy, and our beloved Vanilla Ice. Wow. Yes, quite the fucking. That's cast. a lineup, yo. <laughs> yeah.
0: What I would I would literally do anything to like. I mean, I'm sure you can watch the show, but like, to, just to like be like actually there yes see those people
1: interact like i would be like a cameraman or something Yeah, just like
0: a dude like a cat or casting crew kind of person yes
1: yes uh over the course of the show the group managed a restaurant put on a children's play and attended a nudist resort which tammy faye left in tears um so it was like Kind of real world, sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these like sort of MTV reality shows where it's like they shove a bunch of people in the house and then they have to like do stuff together. So yeah. it's like, you know, it was like, what's going to happen if we put, you know, a porn star, a televangelist, and Vanilla Ice in a restaurant <laughs> together?
0: What an interesting setup to a joke.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, at the end of the show, Tammy said that she considered Vanilla Ice and Trishelle Canatella Cantel- Cant- her children and could, quote, relate to them deeply because she had similar feelings and problems when she was their age, which I thought was kind of, like, tender.
0: That is, that is cute, I will say. <laughs> She's
1: like, I see Vanilla Ice like my son.
0: <laughs> Don't we all, really?
1: Who is now doing, like, a fucking renovation show that's always on when I go to this one bar in Salt Lake, and it's just, it's fucking fantastic.
0: Which is, yeah, I mean, truly, that's true poetry right there, because Vanilla Ice got punched in the face in Salt Lake City.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, by like a bunch of hard, like, because he started like a, he started like a hardcore band and like, you okay. know, like Salt Lake with like, like hardcore, like vegan yes, straight edge. Yes, yes. And they were touring with this band called Earth Crisis which is like the hardcore vegan straight-edge band. Okay. And yeah, Vanilla Ice's band got on stage and then like a bunch of like hardcore straight-edge kids like got on stage and punched him in the face. Oh my God. (laughs) And I think he like left.
1: (laughs) Damn. Why? Why were they mad at Vanilla Ice? I
0: just think because like he wasn't straight-edge. Oh, I see. I, I see. I don't know if he's like, I feel like he... Even if he hasn't like publicly been like I'm about drugs, like they, he wasn't like about being straight edge, you know? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, Salt Lake City in like the '90s <laughs> and the early 2000s, it was crazy, was fucking wild with mm-hmm.
1: that shit. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, the singer of um, "Bring Me the Horizon" got punched in the face. Jesus, dude!
1: <laughs> Stop punching people, Salt Lake. Yeah. Well, punch different people.
0: Punch better people that mm-hmm. deserve it more. Like yeah. Spencer Cox.
1: Yeah, people who are actually bad in Minecraft. In my Yes, allegedly We're not actually I don't advocate for the punching of anyone Of course Right um, <laughs> So Tammy wrote a book about her About living with cancer called I Will Survive and You Will Too Which she did several book signings for um, Where members of the LGBT community Would show up to meet Tammy uh, She wrote another book in an autobiography titled Tammy, Telling It My Way In which she revealed the darker sides Of her and Jim Baker's marriage Which, like, with all of this, like, scandal going down, it really, like, a lot of it really did get put on Tammy Faye at the time. She kind of, like, ended up having to take the brunt of a lot of it, which is, like, the whole Tammy Faye story, like, of course she's fucking guilty. Like, of course she is. But the whole Tammy Faye story, I feel like, is another story of, like, you know, women always having, like, the faults of, like, the man that they're with sort of put on to them. Because, like, Jim Baker really was the one who was, like, organizing all the shit. Of course, she was, like, benefiting from everything. And I'm sure she was aware of it. But, like, she wasn't the one who was, like, actually conducting any of, like, the fraud, I suppose.
0: I just wonder if it would have, like, if Tammy had been the one who, like, was doing all the shit and, like, got sent to prison. Uh And Jim Baker was, like, just doing his own thing. And like, you know, reaping the same benefits that Tammy was. I wonder if people would have said the same thing at the time of been like, how did he not know what was going on? Right, like, I exactly. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you're just like expected to like know every single thing about your mm-hmm. the man that you're with. If mm-hmm. you're like a woman, I don't know. That would be an interesting
1: yeah. like
0: thing to see.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Tammy was also the subject of a documentary called The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which was narrated by RuPaul. And um, mm. I haven't watched it, but I will be pretty soon here and I will let you all know my review. But it yeah. sounds int- extremely intriguing.
0: We should watch it together and then do a bonus episode about it. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Down. Dope. It's happening. Um, Tammy also continued to be an advocate for LGBT rights and marched in several pride parades. Steve Peters, who never met Tammy Faye in person but had a close relationship with her son Jay following her death, had this to say about Tammy's relationship to the LGBT community. Quote, "Jay was 10 at the time that I did the interview with her, and he said that it changed his whole outlook on his mother and on all of it. She began taking him and his sister to LGBT affirming churches, pride parades, AIDS hospices and hospitals and had them learn about people with AIDS by interacting with them in the hospital." She saw that she had a ministry to the LGBTQ community and she took great joy in it. She was the grand marshal of a pride parade at one point, and she had all the drag queens and all the gay people singing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. She had them all singing along, and I would have loved to have seen that. Thank you. I know, <laughs> kind of nice. So, like,
0: like a little redemption arc at the end. Yeah. You know? She's yeah. not
1: like the best person, but I feel like, you know, for who she was, she tried to like do the right thing and, like, stand up for people who had had no voice in the Christian community. Yeah. So, I don't know. Kind of a mixed character, but an interesting person.
0: You make your own call, listener. Yeah. We're not the police.
1: (laughs) We can't tell you. We would never be the police. (laughs) No. How do you feel about Tammy Faye Baker? Let us know in the comments.
0: Please, yeah. Yeah, she's definitely an interesting character because, again, it's hard because it's like I respect what she was trying to do with, like, bringing the communities together and being Mm -hmm, like, hey, mm -hmm. we don't have to fight. But, again, it it, it does also, like, I've just, I've seen a lot of that in my time of, like, people being like, we love you no matter what. But it's like, but you are also, like, literally pushing a, doctrine that yes says that i shouldn't exist you yes know?
1: exactly exactly
0: so that's where it's like it's muddy waters for sure
1: yeah definitely i don't
0: definitely. know definitely
1: but there you go that's the story of uh the bakers and yeah. miss tammy fay
0: the miss tammy fay yes yeah yeah we'll post uh some pictures because yeah
1: she's quite she's quite a vision <laughs>
0: yeah no <laughs> i like it i like it um yeah should we beautiful? Uh, plug the plugs
1: plug her up um y'all can follow our instagram and look at these pictures of um these lovely people uh which is at remarks podcast
0: um you can follow the twitter which is at remarks pod on twitter.com phoebe uh where can i see you post tweets
1: you can see my personal tweets At Phoebe's Elise on Twitter. I'm kind of funny on there, I think, sometimes. Taylor. A
0: lot of the time.
1: If I wanted to tweet at you personally, where would I tweet at you personally? You
0: can tweet at me, at Vegetable Trash is my name on the twitter.com mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh you can uh also find my music there if you want to listen to it or you can search Taylor Lacy on Google and you'll probably find it. Yes. I think I'm the first thing that comes up so hey, kind of cool. Yeah. That is cool. Uh and also big shout out to our patrons. 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 We have Justin Vass. We
1: have um Eden.
0: We have Emily Doran.
1: We have Teresa soltero
0: We have Andrew Vass.
1: And Jameson Cherry. Thanks, guys. We love you so much. So
0: much. So
1: much. And you're so cute. And thanks, everybody, for uh, getting through this episode with my horsey voice. I liked it. Thank you. (laughs) I hope that it's kind of, like, sexy and fun. Very sexy. I tried to not have to, like, cough too much, but, you know. No,
0: no. I think it's... uh... I think it's a uh, it's the vision, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it adds future, a little really. like spice. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Anyway.
1: Anyway, thanks for listening and
0: kay love you. Bye.